Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from uh, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So. <laughs> It's always fun to do matins where you jump right from the reading, right into the sermon with no, with no, um, no, um, with no singing or hymn or anything between them. But uh, it, is, it is good. It makes me have to know that I have to be prepared for what I'm doing, right? Uh, because uh, preparation is very important. Um, right now, we're in a time of preparation, right? We're in a time of preparation. Uh, most people are preparing for Christmas, uh, you'll see this sort of um, this sort of uh, uh, I guess hobby horse of pastors saying Christmas isn't here yet. Christmas isn't here yet, but still we got to get ready for it, right? We got to get ready for Christmas coming, and so that means we have to do things like buy gifts, make food, call people up and say, "Hey, are you coming over on a certain day at a certain time?" and things like that. If we were to wait all the way until the day comes, we'd kind of slapdash together, make things happen, it wouldn't be as good as it would have been if we had taken the time to prepare, right? Now, I say all that because we're in a time of preparation, and it's, it's going to sound really, really, I don't know, basic, pedantic, whatever you want to call it, but preparation means that you make ready, right? You get Ready. And I'm trying not to say preparation is all about being prepared. That's kind of a funny definition to use the word for itself to define, to, um, to define it, right? But we think of Christmas in preparation. So what do we have to do to prepare for Christ to come again? Not that he'll only come when we're, when we're all prepared and good and ready for it. But what do we have to do to, to be prepared to, so that we're not caught by surprise, right? The very simple answer is to be like John the Baptist, making straight the paths for God. What does that mean, right? What does that mean to make straight God's paths? It means that um, we cut down and raise up all the things that we must. That's very broad, I know. It's a very hard thing to say, how do we exactly prepare But today I'm going to try and give you some sort of way for you to begin to say, what is it that I need to be mindful of? What is it that I need to hold fast to and cherish and keep so that I can be prepared and not caught by surprise? Because Christ is coming again. He is on his way. And the fact that he's not here yet is not reason for us to question him. And I mean, we can, he doesn't mind that, right? To say, Lord, why are you not here yet? Please come back sooner. But it's not a time for us to be upset and uh, to be upset and possibly bitter with God because there's so many horrible things going on in this world. And the one thing that would really take care of all of it is if he would just go ahead and come back right now. We have to be patient. And to prepare for his coming again, we must practice certain things, like like 
uh, excuse me, like, like, excuse me, for some reason, um, repentance is a hard thing for me to say today. I don't know why, but we prepare through the practice of repentance. In this way, we look at what's around us and we say, what is it that I need to turn away from? What is it that I need to de-emphasize, decrease? And what is it that I need to raise up? As John the Baptist has said um, in John's gospel, I must, uh, I must decrease that he, that is Christ, may... <coughs> Increase, excuse me. So what does that look like? At the very basic level, it is to look at this world and know that this world is going to pass away. Nothing in this world is going to last. As beautiful as our church is, as lovely as, as, as the pyramids are, as this stole is, or whatever, as the lights or you know, the pews and the hymnals and the hymns and all these things, these things will all pass away someday. And they will pass away in a very dramatic fashion. As St. Peter says, he says, um, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up and exposed, right? That everything will be wiped away on the last day. Not that everything will just be gone and that's all that there is, but that everything will be wiped away so that everything will be made plain. Everything will be made plain on the last day to show us and show God for the purposes of his judgment just where we put our trust, right? Where are we putting our trust? And we can always go back to that first commandment, right? What is the first commandment? You shall have no other gods. What does, what does this mean? You should fear, we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things, Right? On that day, we will find out just how well we abided by that commandment, but also we will find out just who trusted in God's grace when they fell short of that commandment. Everything will be made plain. But it's good to keep in mind that although this world will pass away, that the word of God will stand forever. Right? That was... That was, that was the, the, the motto of the, the Reformation, right? The word of the Lord endures forever, right? Everything will pass away, but God's word will be there till the end and through the end. And so we have a tension to face in this world. While God's created things are good, it is good that we have Christmas trees. It is good that we have pyramids and candles and, and all these great things to beautify, um, to beautify this world. We know that in the end, that's not where our main focus should stay. 
we look to God and we prepare even more so because this world, our life in this world is not just to be that we come to church and we hear a sermon and then we go home and nothing changes, right? That we just keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again, even if it's not what we should be doing. That's not the Christian life, right? The Christian life is one of, 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 excuse me, repentance and specifically remembering your baptism, remembering that you are a baptized child of God and knowing that that's where you start from, not based on whether or not I've got so much in this column as far as how much I've done to prepare, but to say that I am God's child. I am his baptized child and I trust in him to take care of me. And because it's all going to work out just fine, I'm going to be diligent in the joy of knowing that to keep on doing what needs to be done, right? A lot of times our sinful flesh wants to hold on to this mindset that, that if I work hard enough, everything will be just fine. If I put everything in place and do all that I'm supposed to do, everything will work out just fine. But the Christian mindset is supposed to be, everything's going to work out just fine, therefore I'm going to get everything in place, right? Everything's going to be just fine, therefore I'm going to be diligent in making sure I'm doing what I got to do because I know it's all going to be okay. So it comes from a place of joy. It comes from a place of knowing that God's grace is the starting point for us now as we go forward right? That is how we are to prepare. And we are to prepare patiently. That's something I got to keep in mind. I, I, I get ahead of myself with the way I talk and I want to get it all out real quick. But the point that I have to even remember is not to be patient. It's important for us to be excited about God's work. We should be. But at the same time, we must be patient with what comes from it, right? Trust in God above all things. Trust in him even over what you have to do, even what you can provide. Trust in him for God's grace trains us. And one thing I want to look at specifically for our preparations to keep in mind is something from Titus uh, chapter 2 where... St. Paul writes, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching, teaching us that denying ungodliness and, and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, um, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might, that he might, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Right? That we are to go forward, not, about, not by our own strength, but by the strength that is supplied by God's grace, to say, Amen, Lord, 
everything is going to be okay, and I'm going to work hard for that day so I'm ready, so I can know that you are coming, so that I can be prepared, so that I can, in this time, do the things that are pleasing to you, not because I fear your punishment, but because I know that you smile upon them and because I'm doing them from a place of faith and your grace, knowing that you will bless that work done in faith. We have to get that right, right? Grace first and then come good works, right? So many times we get that opposite, right? Good works, then grace. No, God's grace abounds so that we can go forward and do the good things that are pleasing to him, preparing, making, making his paths straight, getting rid of all those things that would keep us from knowing him, getting rid of the things, being mindful of those things that would seek to tear us from deeper knowledge, deeper understanding of what he has done for us. For we're coming up on a busy season. We're in a busy season right now, heading towards Christmas. And all that stuff can kind of get in the way. And all that stuff is not necessarily bad. The toys and the presents and all these things like that. It's not necessarily bad. But what we do with them in terms of saying, this is great, but I'm keeping my eyes on Christ. I'm enjoying this because this is a gift of God. And I'm enjoying it because he loves me. And therefore, I will go forward and be diligent to do what would please him as a faithful response to his grace shown in, shown in the forgiveness of sins won by Christ. So as you go forward in your preparations for Christmas, keep in mind the preparations for that last day. Reading your Bibles, praying with your family. Praying with someone else, if they're not your family. Looking forward to the glorious coming of Christ, because he is coming, even if he is seeming to be a little slow. He's coming in his time because he's patient for the sake of our, of our, of our repentance, so that all may come to salvation through him. We pray for this, and we strive for that day knowing that he will come when, when that time is right. And in the meantime, we go forward in peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.